0: I am awake.
1: Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadigi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, Haley, native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues.
4: You're absolutely right, Daga. This portion of the show is supported by NACD's Four Sisters Farmers Market, which happens every Thursday on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis from one to three.
1: Hey, we got a big show today as usual, but we got a jam p- packed here. We we'll, we have Lori jump on, uh, CEO of Strong Hearts, and uh, we haven't talked to that great organization in a while, so it'll be really exciting. And we're going to lead off here with Hennepin County Mental Health. Uh, person uh she's the awareness campaign manager and i really i just want to before we introduce her i just want to say today's secret word is racketeering so racketeering is the secret word just kidding we don't have secret words here hey (laughs) jocelyn welcome to native roots radio
5: thank you for having me
1: hey uh tell us a little bit about uh what's going on here in hennepin county and uh Uh, with the Mental Health Awareness Campaign. Um, We all talk about this a lot in Indian country, and we know it affects generations. So we really appreciate you being on and talking a little bit about what you guys are doing.
5: Absolutely, and thank you for having me. The Hennepin County Mental Health Awareness Campaign is a year-long initiative really to uh, spread awareness around mental health and the importance of conversations and connections, so people, places, things within our lives, um, maybe reminders of things that matter that can help keep us feeling connected. So um, it's a result of, um, as many know, there were many impacts to COVID-19 and and how we saw a quadrupling of anxiety and depression um, occurring across different populations. We saw suicide become the second leading cause of death among young adults, Um, and so the importance of this initiative really is to bring some light, some hope, um, resources, and connections to the communities of Hennepin County.
1: Yeah, that's what we're doing here, and it's like a real worldwide situation, too, and I know uh, my generation being 62 years old we don't talk about our feelings and things like that we weren't taught about that and it's really put me in uh in a bad situation in my life until I learned how to be able to do that and I think that's a thing in Indian country we're really stoic and uh, and uh and I know a lot of the BIPOC uh uh, families out there uh, are really have their, you know, generational trauma too, to deal with.
5: Absolutely. There's a lot to unpack for many communities who faced racial trauma, historical trauma um, impacts that um, I, my generation of, you know, being third or fourth generations within even the black community um things are passed down right and sometimes things aren't passed down in ways that are allowing um, expression of feelings or um, needing to hold restraint as a protective factor and so I I definitely agree there's a lot especially within communities that have been harmed in different ways and how we heal may be different.
1: Right so with uh, the Hennepin County uh, Mental Health uh, uh, campaign you're reaching out to uh, communities and then what's the next steps after you reach out and, and find somebody that really needs help
5: yeah a lot of the it's a variety of different angles that we're taking with this campaign so we have our traditional multimedia where we might be on a billboard um, on a bus in that type of way on digital snapchat um, Facebook, you name it. And then Native we're also people. out in community. So um, we you know we've been at a few a few events um, particular to the Native American community supporting little Earth and mm-hmm. you know a canoe of Nations event that supported middle schoolers at the de Moxca. So like there's there's just a variety of different ways that even just like being present where um, celebration and connection are happening, also add value to the message. Um, We're really not creating any particular agenda as far as what people do next with the information or the resources we share. Um, Our focus is not to promote any particular solution to how people move forward with their mental health. And that's the beauty really of this campaign, right? To open up that wellness, it can look different for you, it can look different for me. It can look different for different communities that embrace and understand mental health very differently.
1: Is there a a website that uh, we can uh, send our our listeners and watchers to uh, that we could uh, let our uh, vast, uh, large audience of radio listeners um, reach out to? Do we have a, a call to action?
5: Yeah, please check out our website. So it's www. It is an array right now. We just relaunched the website and there you'll find, you know, 30 to 15 second spots where people of Hennepin County are sharing nuggets of wisdom and connections of hope um, as far as what's gotten through their mental health journey so um, I'll share that website. It also has a link to a variety of different resources across all ages. So um, it's a great website to check out and something to just pique your interest on what we're up to with our campaign.
1: Well, and it's great to have a campaign like that because I think, you know, I'm a former uh, high school teacher for 30 years, and I think when when people and young ones know that there is a solution and they are going through things and uh, to see a website like that or hear you or see see you tabling somewhere really gives them hope and um that there is something out there and i think that's really important that we are talking about this
5: i fully agree and you know it's even with our tabling experiences, it's it's a variety of different ways people can connect with even sharing an affirmation, something sometimes it's just like I receive, you know, you are joy, you are happiness. Um and we want you to feel that way today. Um to the little puppets that we hand out to kids that love that for being able to, you know, fidget with themselves if they need to like occupy their time. So it's it's the ways the variety of ways that we're connecting that feels really meaningful, and um, no moment is ever the same, which I always appreciate.
1: So, uh, what kind of uh, important information are are you sharing with this campaign?
5: So we're sharing on resources, um, particularly a mix of not just Hennepin County specific resources, but sharing and reminding people there's a new 988 number. Um, so that's at the at the federal level where there's a way people can call and connect with somebody if they're feeling like they might be experiencing um, signs of suicide or wanting an extra help that might be reaching them at a very urgent time in their crisis. Um, We have information on a children's mental health directory. So um, that is a great way for parents and caregivers to be familiar with, you know, what is available for them to be um, aware of supports for their children. And then we have anywhere between um, more like therapy based services to um, a walk in center in Minneapolis where people can walk in um, and get services met, really. Adults can get their services met related to mental health and substance use needs. So it's a very big variety.
1: That's awesome. Hey, uh, do you have time to hold on to another uh, segment here? We got a lot of really great information here going out, and how important that is. And it's kind of, you know, our mental health has kind of been pushed aside during COVID because we've been dealing so much with COVID. But our mental health issues are still there, and it's really important to uh, to talk more about that. We're with Jocelyn, and she's the project manager of C Mental Health through uh, Hennepin County uh, Mental Health. And we'll be right back after this short break.
4: Stay with us. If the statistics
5: say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence. And shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop
4: to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Be a Vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration, where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a Vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health.
2: Attention parents and caregivers, Next Chapter Booksellers is thrilled to introduce First Chapter Storytime. Join school teacher-turned-bookseller Adriana every Saturday from 10.30 to 11. She'll read a favorite picture book from Next Chapter's ever-growing children's selection, perfect for kids four to seven. There will also be fun activities planned right after the reading. So let's foster a love of reading in our little ones with First Chapter Storytime, Saturdays from 10.30 to 11 at Next Chapter Booksellers. Find upcoming storytime books at nextchapterbooksellers.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, we're here with Jocelyn, and we're talking about uh, mental health, and the CmentalHealth.org uh, is uh, a campaign, and we're talking about... Uh, her campaign, and as the project manager of uh, the Hennepin County Health Awareness Campaign. And uh, we're really, uh, that first segment went really quick, and uh, there's a lot of information. And I always want to, Jocelyn, just to, uh, as an interviewer, uh, ask you what you want to talk about here and, uh, um, and go from there, and then I will jump in, because I think it's important that you get your message out that you want to, especially with this very serious uh, epidemic that we're dealing with here across turtle island
5: yeah so i'll just um, reiterate the fact that our website cmentalhealth.org is a significant way we're trying to share and get resources um more known to the community And also, we've been connecting very strategically with um, culturally specific providers and really emphasizing the importance that providers that look like us um, have the same language structures, the same history, um, the same understandings, especially of like maybe like racial, racialized trauma and things that have existed that may be stigmas um, to getting help. Um, they provide so much value to our work. And so um, they've been coming along this journey with us um, within the campaign. And um, it's just a beautiful thing, I think, when people find a way to connect with this sometimes tough subject because it's not accessible in the terms that we understand it. Um, I didn't learn about mental health till college. And so I think there's just avenues of kind of understanding you know, how you've been taught to understand feelings, even like mm-hmm. basic, um, how do I feel today? Or am I in a situation where I'm feeling more anxious and what can I do to cope with that? Um, there's there's this hope that we want to have people come out of this campaign with not just an understanding that mental health matters, but that there's skills and ways that you can move forward um, effectively with ways that work for you.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think... A lot of times, and especially when we're young, and I was young, I didn't know what I was going through when I had bouts of maybe uh, depression that uh, was situational or just uh, being sad about things. You know, what the difference was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if there is a difference.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, And and sometimes I don't know what, what it was like for you, but you know, sometimes you grew up in households where it's welcome to talk about your feelings, or maybe it's shunned, maybe it's shamed. Um, maybe there's um, a resistance to that. And so a lot of our hope too is to empower um, families, communities to really receive each other in a way that allows people to be um, more open and connected to expressing their emotions in safe ways.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a bingo. I think that's one of our societal things and generational thing. I, I feel like uh, you know there was a lot of stuff pushed down in the in the in years past, and that was handed down. That you know, boys don't cry, so on and so forth. You know that, uh, and I am a crier. Uh, you know, we we had to put down our, our one of our dogs, and I think it was I was sadder then than I was when I my my mother passed away. You know, it was just. You don't know when those things catch up on you.
5: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just heard this saying the other day, I, um, it was, I can't remember who said it, but they were expressing that like tears are actually like unexpressed love, um, and often even with grief, like it comes out as far as when we talk about loss, um, if we get teary-eyed or if we get that feeling like tears are coming out, it's healthy, it's okay. Um, it's just love being expressed and it's better in, it's better out than in, right? So.
1: Right, exactly. And I think that I've heard many ways to, uh, to the native way is uh, tears are... Um, are very sacred, and they're washing away um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bad medicine too, you know. And mm-hmm. so, there's other ways uh, that we th- can think about that in in a good way too, that uh, can help us move on. I just want to throw this out there again: uh, org and uh, just jump on that website and get some tools. Be familiar with it. And help your help your relatives too that may be going through something and direct them to that site, uh, uh, Jocelyn. Uh, it you know th- these are very important things to talk about and sometimes uh, we we need to talk about it because you don't know when you need to bring up the toolbox of some of like your website, cmentalhelp.org. You know you have mm-hmm. to have that uh, available and and ready in, in the forefront of your mind. I think
5: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're very thankful to even just this week, we're going to be at Little Earth or in in partnership with the Native American Community Clinic um, for a back to school event. Um, And so these are the little ways that we are showing our support and um, having a way to connect and be part of even just the back to school experience that we know many families are facing um, in Minnesota right now with the change both in the season but also like transitions back to school and how stressful that can be too.
1: Well, and we talk about this too, Jocelyn. Not only is that stressful, but we had 30 days of bad air and uh, it seemed like the yeah. summer went by really fast because it did. We, I didn't go outside a lot because uh, I'm old and I don't, you know, it's hard for me to breathe when the air was that bad. And so there's that to deal with too that, you know, mm-hmm. we're – it's sad the way things are happening in the world and and uh it can bring you down if we're we're talking about that a lot or if you're talking and watching news you have to smudge yourself off uh, on these things so it's things are a lot harder i believe now for young ones and everyone than it was when i was younger and there's just a lot of reasons why i think that and it's really important again to uh have, have uh, the Hennepin County Mental Health uh, Awareness Campaign and uh, and talk about C Mental Health.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. We fully recognize youth as a huge target audience within this campaign and recognizing how much of their childhoods, their growing up, was impacted by this isolation that we experienced as a whole entire globe. And... and just the importance of, you know, empathizing with both parents, but also youth and what they lost and what they haven't had the chance to be able to see that they're still rebuilding and retooling themselves to find their mm-hmm. forward.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hey, you know, uh, we producer Haley's always on. And Haley, I'm wondering if you have any any questions or uh, comments, too.
4: Um. Well, you mentioned NAC. You're going to be there uh, in support of NAC, uh, little, with the Little Earth Reservation, and and yeah, I just want to say Dr. Stately and NAC um, um, are really great. And I think it was Dr. Stately too who was talking um, once on our show as well about um, just how hard it is maybe to accept your feelings of sadness or you're shamed about it, and and how healthy it is to cry, and how good, how healthy it is for you to let that out and not keep that in and to talk about it and talk about your pain and talk about your experiences. Because again, you know, tears are water and water is life. And, and we're, we're made up of so much water in our bodies that yes, it is very sacred. And to be seen as, you know, um, with tears is, is to be seen, I think, as someone who's a strong person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Change that, um, change that narrative, and that's uh, a good Absolutely. thing. And it, and you know, we we aren't changing; we re- we're relearning it a lot of ways mm-hmm. because of our colonized thinking of uh, of being sad and um, crying is not a, a, a good thing. And when you push that down, it comes out in different ways. right Jocelyn <laughs> yeah
5: fully agree fully agree it's yeah. it's so powerful just to um, find spaces where you can be vulnerable and and fully um, unpack maybe the load that's been heavy, weighing you down um, yeah. and and whether it's this campaign or you know other um you know, an elder in the community or, or just someone or something that truly helps someone turn around. The goal is just to be able to help people feel more aware of what helps feel them, make them connected and, and give them hope within the work.
1: Perfect. Well, I, I appreciate you being on and, uh, you know, Jocelyn, with uh, you are the project manager of a health awareness campaign and we want you all to go to cmentalhealth.org thank you so much for stopping in and and speaking your truth and helping our community
5: thank you for having me it's an honor
1: right on hey wow whale uh haley i almost called you whaley I'm your that niece come?
4: You, you should know my name Yes, Jocelyn was great
1: yeah very powerful and we need to talk about the, these things uh, again cmentalhealth.org check it out a lot of good stuff out there on that website and uh, uh, let's uh, all heal together shall we uh, I think it's very important we're, we'll be right back. We're going to have uh, Lori, John, uh, Lori Jump on, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Strong Hearts Native Helpline. This is a, a good show today here on some, uh, some uh, mental health and, and how to get help. We'll be right back. After this short break, you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
2: Stay with us. Attention, art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisa My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues. Issues, injustices and biases through mixed media, combining drawing, painting, and prints. Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wissigindum, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org.
1: You work hard for every cent you make. You have bills and you have goals. Choose a bank that's going to support you along the way. That's FAIR Financial Banking. No overdraft fees, no minimum balance, no credit score required. Call 651-262-2173 to talk to a FAIR Financial enroller to open your account today. Keep more of your money. That's FAIR. FAIRfinancial.org. FAIR is a program of Prepare Plus Prosper, a nonprofit organization and is not a bank. Banking services are provided by Sunrise Banks and a member FDIC. As we emerge from the shadows of the pandemic, let us celebrate our resilience and embrace the path to a brighter future. While the COVID-19 emergency declaration may be over, our commitment to safety remains stronger than ever. We invite you to stand tall and protect what matters most, our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. The power to keep our community safe lies within each one of us. It's important to remember the basics when you're with someone who might be at risk of COVID complications. Wear your mask, wash your hands often, and take an at-home COVID test if you have any symptoms. We are a strong and interconnected community, and together we will emerge from this challenge stronger than ever. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the spirit of our Native American culture thriving. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us.
4: This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health.
0: Hey, it's Tom. Since 2009, All Energy Solar has been providing solar energy solutions to customers. With fully licensed electricians and installers, you can be sure that your solar installation will go smoothly. The team at All Energy Solar understands that every customer is unique. They'll take the time to survey and understand your property to find a solar solution that works for you. One of the biggest advantages of going solar is the opportunity to take advantage of the many solar incentives available, but it can often be confusing to know what you're qualified for. All energy solar professionals will help you find out what savings you can apply for and even help with your applications. This is especially important since many rebate programs have limited capacity and are first-come, 1st serve. So it's important to have a professional on your side who will make sure you get every eligible rebate. Get a free no-obligation assessment from All Energy Solar's commercial solar specialists by calling 800-620-3370 or visit allenergysolar.com.
1: With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 63, then Wednesday, warm sunshine with a high of 88. The locally owned Vinaigrette has been offering the finest olive oils and vinegars since 2009. That's Vinaigrette, Xerxes Avenue and 50th Street in Minneapolis or at VinaigretteMN.com. And, I'm to Roots Radio. and we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents, I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition.
1: I think we missed the beginning of that, uh, but I also want to remind everyone today's secret word is racketeering. That's racketeering. <laughs> Just wanted to bring that up. Do you want to r- read that out again, uh, Haley? I think we missed that.
4: I will for sure. I was hearing myself in my headphones, so I was a little confused. <laughs> this portion of this show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition.
1: Yes, they do. Hey, we are talking with Lori Jump, CEO of Strong Hearts Native Helpline which is a national domestic and sexual violence helpline headquartered here in Minneapolis. And I know it's all over Turtle Island and the numbers uh, 1-844-7-NATIVE. And you can uh, do an online chat at www.strongheartshelpline.org. But Lori, uh, thank you so much for being on. Long time no see. And uh, it's great to, uh, to have you on and talk about the great work you do, but also... Uh, reaching out to our listeners if they they need this, and uh, you know we know that there's a lot of hurt in our community, and we do need this. So again, c- thanks for coming on. And you you're uh, muted, Lori. Here I have a I have a cup here that no one can see on radio, but it says you are on mute. There it is, and you still are. That's there's a little microphone right there, and you just click it and
3: there how's that
1: perfect perfect <laughs> welcome welcome and thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about this important uh organization that you lead
3: yeah thank you since i've been on your show and so it's it's always good to come on and reach out to our relatives that are uh in your audience
1: right on and uh you know what's really cool about uh being on the radio is not only do we hear but uh, then people that do hear like great from great guests like yourself become experts and that can help other people so it's the definite telephone conversation that we really love having here and especially with something uh as as heavy as what strong hearts uh native helpline has to deal with and and the people calling
3: You know, it's such an important topic. Um, Domestic and sexual violence are are both issues that impact our relatives all across this country. Um, Our rates are very high, you know, so, you know, the services that we offer at Strong Hearts can really be life-saving for our relatives. It's it's a, a critical service that we have here.
1: Yeah, I've been looking over types of abuse and we forget about, you know, there's of course emotional abuse, which is really subtle, but there's a new thing called digital abuse that I guess really isn't that new, but it's really, it is really, really a thing.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think that um, many people experience this and and as you said, it, it's not necessarily new, but I think calling it digital abuse is something that people don't necessarily identify with right away. Um, but so many people experience it. I think especially um, people from the younger crowd, a little bit younger than myself, you know, that sure. that really are tuned into their electronics, whether mm-hmm. it's their Computer, their laptop, their cell phone—all of those things that have passwords that can be compromised, or you know, people can hack into your your accounts. And um, you know, we certainly see a lot of that with um, abusive relationships.
1: Exactly. Hey, that we should talk a little bit about the history because while well, you're coming up on seven years and or on seven years, and that's how long Native Roots Radio has been on. So. Do you mind talking a little bit about the history of Strong Hearts?
3: Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, I'm so proud of the work that our organization is doing and the staff that we have. They're so dedicated to this cause. Um, as you said, we we celebrated uh, our sixth anniversary, so we're in our seventh year of um, mm-hmm. providing services. Um, and we just have grown so much over this this past, you know, six and a half years. We went from a staff of five to a staff of 45 um, you know, all of our staff were located in the Minneapolis area. Um, of course, with the pandemic, we've changed everything along with the rest of the country. So we don't have staff in 15 different states um, that are working, you know, primarily from their homes. Um, you know, we we went from a uh the operational hours of you know nine to five each day. We're now twenty four seven. So every single day, there's there's always somebody there that can um, be reached, uh, you know, for support and information. Um, of course, we added texting and and also chat during the pandemic. We know that it was became much harder to call. Um, And so we wanted to have those, um, you know, electronic means of of reaching our advocates as well. Um, You know, so, yeah, you know, 2028 advocates in our Mm -hmm. company, um, 100 percent are Native Americans. So they have lived experience that is critical when we're talking about connecting with, um, you know, our relatives in Indian country. So we've, we've just have grown so much and, um, you know, in the past six, six and a half years, we've reached over 40,000, um, people. So, yeah, uh, quite the expansion.
1: Yeah. What a, what a great idea. And it's interesting that it hasn't come up uh, before because this is so, so important, uh, for for uh people and one of the thing one of the things I, I also want to remind our listeners too, it's this is not just a, a female uh situation that needs helpline. This is open to males, to our, our two spirit community and people that really feel like they're in a, a bad situation and I gotta just say, if you feel like you're in a bad situation, you probably are.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, historically, um, you know, over the past six years, we we've seen that about 15 percent of our calls have consistently been from males. Um, Mm. And so, you know, we we do recognize we we understand that this is something that impacts everybody. You know, it doesn't matter um, how you identify, you know, your gender. Um, it doesn't matter how you identify your sexual orientation. Um, this can certainly cross all of those boundaries. And, um, you know, our staff are well-trained to be able to talk with, with, with everybody, you know, across all of those different populations.
1: And I, and I think we should uh, give out the number, too, because you never know uh, somebody's listening right now may need the number. So it's 1-844-7-NATIVE or online chat through the website, www.strongheartshelpline.org. And I'll bring that up a couple more times uh, before the end of the show, but it's so important to uh, to have a place like this to be able to call and, and get help.
3: Yeah, you know, so many of our relatives that call in are just really looking for extra support Um, many times they don't identify really as as survivors or victims of domestic or sexual violence. But once we talk with them and we provide some education around what they're experiencing, they realize that in fact, that they are, Um, you know, probably the, the most um, type of, of the most common type of um, victimization has been emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. So many of our, um, you know, people that contact us have experienced that. And so they, they tend not to think of it as domestic violence. They think of it if, they're, if they haven't been physically abused, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really count. And, um, and so, yeah, we want to assure people that, you know, that emotional abuse is something that um, really strikes at the core of who you are sometimes and, and mm-hmm. can be very difficult to, to deal with on your own
1: yeah exactly and a lot of times you don't know that you're going through it because the person that's uh, the the perpetrator's possibly a master in this and uh it I've seen so many uh people over the years that have been kind of tied up in this web of emotional abuse and yeah it it's it's deep uh it's not it's not a wound it's a deep wound that really you need to uh to talk about. And we have other uh, sexual abuse too is, is a thing that uh, it's hard to talk about, but it needs to be talked about.
3: Yeah. I think the only way that, you know, we're going to um, improve the statistics in in our communities is really to have these hard conversations. Um, We know it's so hard to reach out and, Sometimes that's you know the best thing about how, calling a helpline is that it is anonymous and confidential, mm-hmm. and that can make it easier to have that first conversation and Of course, we always want to you know refer somebody back to ongoing services in their home communities, um, but that first um, reach out for help is is critical and, and having it being anonymous is is can be really helpful um you know as a, as you said you know these are difficult conversations and it's hard in our small communities you know sometimes mm-hmm. they're so small and tight knit that maybe the person you have to reach out to might be a relative right you know whether it's of yours or your partner sometimes our communities are so small that um you know that makes it harder that can make it a whole lot harder to reach out if you know the person that you have to tell about these difficult things that you're experiencing
1: Absolutely. And one of the things when we talk about cultural abuse, is that uh, our our lateral oppression and lateral violence? Is that what we're we're talking about when we talk about cultural abuse?
3: Well, it can be, Um, you know, especially if it's a non-intimate partner, I think it would be more of that lateral oppression. But mm-hmm. for this, you know, in terms of an intimate relationship, cultural abuse is really using who you are. You know, our culture is so important to us. It's it's central to our whole being and mm-hmm. um, using that against you. So, you know, um, often we hear about people who are not allowed to practice their traditions. They're not allowed to practice their ceremonies. Um, and, you know, that's how we heal. And so there's that piece of it. There's the piece where they they force you to practice maybe traditions and ceremonies that are not your own, which mm. can be difficult for somebody. Um, you know, we hear a lot about um, blood quantum, right? Oh, you're not right. you're not native. You know, what are you, 10 percent? Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and on the opposite side of that, you know, we also hear of it Well, you're too native. You know, it's all you think about is your tribe and your name, blah, 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 right? It's, it's using all of those things against you, things that are so important in your life and either blocking your access to them or, again, forcing you to participate in, in ceremonies that are not your own.
1: Hey, we're here with Lori Jump, uh, CEO of StrongHearts Native Helpline. And Strong Hearts Native Helpline is a culturally appropriate domestic and sexual abuse helpline for Native Americans and Alaskan Natives. Uh, and again, that number is 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-762-8483. And we'll be right back. This is Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake.
4: Affordable, healthy, and culturally appropriate food is accessible right in the heart of the American Indian Cultural Corridor at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. They embrace inclusivity and accessibility at Four Sisters, accepting SNAP and EBT benefits, market bucks, guest produce market bucks, cash, and cards. So enjoy the abundance of fresh food regardless of your payment method at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Open Thursdays until October from 11 to 3 at 1414 East Franklin Avenue. More at nacd.org, and tell them Native Ritz Radio sent you. Hi, I'm Rachel Shamblot. My dad is Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. A lot of people are afraid of the dentist, but you don't have to be. My dad makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. He won't be mad if you haven't seen a dentist in a long time. He just wants to take care of you and your teeth. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get.
2: Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations.
1: How. How- Good one. Hey, we're here with uh, Lori Jump, uh, CEO of StrongHearts Native Helpline, which is a national domestic and sexual violence helpline here headquartered in Minneapolis. And thanks again for coming on. It's good to see you. It's been a while and uh, it's, it's good to see that your program's uh, growing, but it's also uh, known to, that it's still out there and we still need to help people. Um, I want to ask you a couple quick questions and then pop out the number again a couple more times but what what do you think what does strong hearts provide native uh victims with the most you know uh, when you call what are, what are what are they getting um provided with
3: Well the the thing that we provide the most of the biggest service that we provide really is that emotional support it's peer to peer Somebody that understands what you're going through. It's somebody that, you know, certainly understands what it's like to be Native and and understands the barriers that we face in our communities. Um, You know, following that, probably the educational piece, that information and education to help people really understand what they're experiencing. Um, Safety planning is a critical piece of what we do. You know, um, it's it's actually it's the first question we ask when somebody contacts us. is Are you safe to chat? Are you safe to talk right now? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we want to make sure that we're protecting their safety and then giving them ideas on how they can stay safe. And, you know, for that day, maybe sometimes it's just for that, you know, moment in time, Um, but also what steps they can take to, you know, ensure their own safety. Um, and so those are the, the biggest things that we, we provide, um, certainly referral when somebody's looking for a, a service that, you know, maybe transportation or shelter, legal services, all of these kinds of things that, um, you know, people need when they're experiencing this violence. Um, what we've done is we have a Native-centered database of programs that are either operated by tribes or with in affiliation with them. Um, And so, you know, we get them back to somebody in their community that can provide all of those extra uh, extra services that they might need.
1: You know, uh, the National Institute of Justice Statistics um, say that more than four in five American Indian and Alaskan Native women have experienced violence in their lifetime. So if you're at a powwow and looking at the dancers, and you count one, two, three, four, five, four out of the five have been, uh, have experienced violence in their lifetime. That's uh, a staggering statistic.
3: You know, it really is. Um, and and I think that even in, even worse than that statistic, you know, I think that 100% of us have been impacted by this in some way, whether we personally have experienced it or we know somebody that has. It is such a, you know, the the rates of violence are so high that that everybody knows somebody, right, that has been um, in this situation. And mm-hmm. so it's, uh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's, right. Uh, you know, yeah, it's bad.
1: Well, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that's that once we find out and get help, we can break this cycle and uh especially this intertribal tribal cycle of four out of five natives and then we all from the same uh, institute more than 56% uh have experienced sexual violence that is another staggering statistic <laughs>
3: Yeah, the sexual violence is, is very high as well. And when we look at the sexual violence, you know, 97% of that violence has been committed by a non-native perpetrator. And that's an important statistic because mm-hmm. we know that jurisdiction is um, you know, it's a maze, honestly. It's it can be very confusing to to know who has jurisdiction if if you're victimized on tribal land. You know, it, it matters where you're at. You know that will determine who actually has the authority to prosecute these cases. Um, and so, those are those are you know they're difficult statistics to read and to think about. Um, but you know, I do think that we're making progress. You know, I do think that you know finally having a national helpline so that no matter where you are, no matter what time of day it is, no matter you know, what time zone you're in or what state, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is some place that you can reach out for help. Um, And just that support is, is um, so important.
1: Yeah. And uh, I want to give that number out again. Uh, and read it a little better, <laughs> uh, 1-844-762-8483. That's one 7 native And uh, also the chat online is www.strongheartshelpline.org. That's stronghearts with an S, helpline.org. Open uh, hours of operation, 24 hours out of seven days a week, and, that's really been something that's uh changed over the years, too, like you said earlier,
3: yeah, you know we started out um with very limited hours. It was Monday through Friday, nine to five, and you know the reality is is that that's not when violence happens, um, you know it, and so becoming a twenty four seven operation was something that was that was you know our biggest goal honestly, was, uh, uh, you know, we knew that there were people that were needing help and and couldn't reach us. Um, in fact, we have a, a really interesting statistic, and I think it just goes to show how important culturally appropriate and Native-centered services are of all the people that contacted when we were closed and were given the option to transfer to the National Domestic Violence Hotline by pressing one, you mm-hmm. know, less than 10% people chose to do that. Oh. You know, they chose to wait until we were, you know, had advocates back on the line. Um, and I think that that just speaks to the importance of, of, you know, being a culturally specific um, helpline for our people.
1: Right. And we only got a couple minutes left here, uh, Laurie, I'm wondering if you can tell us uh, how our relatives can reach strong hearts, and then I, I really kind of want you to have some closing remarks and and our, uh, what you'd like to share with our listeners.
3: Yeah, you know. So again, you know, our number: call or text us at one eight four four seven native. You can reach us for chatting at strongheartshelpline dot org. We're here twenty four seven. And you know, just in closing, um, you know, I want our relatives to know that they're not alone; that help is available. Right? We are safe, confidential, and anonymous. We know that that's so important um, for that first, you know, reaching out for help is is it, to know that, um, you know, we don't know who you are. You know, we don't know who your relatives are. It's a safe um, space for mm-hmm. for conversation. Um, you know we are on all the social media well probably not all of them but we're on facebook twitter and instagram mm-hmm. at strongheartsdv um follow us you know i think that you know you know by liking our posts and sharing them you're helping get that word out to um you know people um throughout the country um you know, so you can visit our, our website. It has a lot of great information. You know, feel free to go there and kind of browse through that. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I want to just say a big gee, thank you for coming on. And uh, it's so great to see your organization expand and reach out to our relatives all over Turtle Island. Again, thank you so much, Lori. Uh, Jump, uh, CEO of Strong Hearts. Uh, you know, thank you so much for being on. I really, really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for for helping us spread the word. We we appreciate you and the work that you do in our communities.
1: Wow, Pini Gigi. Hey, if you're listening to the show, we're still here. We are the seventh generation.
4: Free Leonard Peltier. Now. See you
1: tomorrow.